0: Geek out about stand-up comedy. I geek out about lifting. I geek out about finding people jobs. Hi, and welcome to She Geeks
1: Out, a podcast where we geek out about all the things. I'm Rachel and I'm Felicia. Welcome listeners.
0: Welcome and hi Felicia. Hi Rachel. How you doing? I'm doing great. Super, as always. Super. Glad to hear it. Yeah. How how are you doing? I'm doing okay. All right. I'm gonna I'm just yeah. gonna just put that out there that it's like an okay day. It's not a great day? Oh, seven. We're hanging out together. Oh, it's great. I love that. <laughs> That's true. Okay, it's eight. Mm, just saying. I know, it's a lot of pressure. Well, without you, it would be like a four. How's that? Oh great. Yeah. So sure. there we go. We'll okay. just do I it feel that good. way. I
1: feel good about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so this podcast episode that our listeners are about to get into, I feel like we should have really titled it the JP episode. Oh my God. Yeah, we did get down <laughs> so, dirty on the JP. Sorry, anyone who is not from Boston, Boston yeah. or does not like JP, yeah, well, perish the thought. I don't even know if those was people are. This is just going to be one of those episodes. Well, so. we, get,
0: we, we get into it a little bit because that's that's neighborhood, but more importantly, we talk about Maria and yes. her, um, Maria Finkelmeyer, which I just absolutely love her last name her so name much. is great.
1: And she is a lovely, She's lovely person. She's lovely. She's so nice. I love her. Yeah. I geek out so hard about her. You geek it's out really about Pierce. <laughs>
0: That's good. It's good to know that.
1: I didn't so get that bad. vibe. It wasn't creepy at all. Because I was holding, I was bringing
0: it in. I was holding back. I know. I once, like, we love on, her. once we got on the subject of, of the Fenway
1: yes, project, that was when favorite. you kind of lost a little bit. You guys bit, are going to love it. Yeah. She's it's so, so great.
0: So, yeah. So, she's amazing. She's an artist, percussionist. She's also the founder of a nonprofit. Yeah. yeah. So, again, another person that like clearly. I don't know how she's crushing it it and how does she do it all
1: and she's a Zumba instructor
0: how does she have the time we just outed the what she geeks out about that's all right oh well it's fine oh well whatever you can stop (laughs) listening everybody (laughs) and mic drop all right there's some more there's some more fun there's good stuff in there yes hope you enjoy record we are officially recording. Fabulous! Yay. <laughs> things <laughs> things seem to be working. I <laughs> There's lights on. There's so, lights you know, on. The little that's counter is moving. Usually a good sign. <laughs> the little yeah, everything seems to be on. So yeah. Perfect. So welcome. Thank you very yeah. much.
1: Yeah. So uh, we are here with Maria, and Maria is actually um, one of our panelists at the Spotify event that we did um, in summer 2016.
0: Can we give her um, last
1: name because it's amazing.
0: Finkelmeier? Finkelmeier, Finkelmeier. Yeah, I love your last oh, name. You. Actually,
2: I like it too. And <laughs> it we too. did talk
0: briefly at the at the event because you were you were telling me that your husband's last name is Detour. Yes, which is oh. also fabulous. Which yeah. is also fabulous. But I've
2: decided to. But if you combine them all. Right. That's a long to mouthful. Tour, to our Finkelmeyer. Yeah. <laughs> <Just. laughs> Kids are going to have a great time. <laughs> I'm still writing my last name. Actually, There's not enough space. Right? Yeah. right. Totally. <laughs> Although, Finkelmeyer is 11 letters. And oh, wow. if you ever want to remember how to spell it, you can use the Mickey Mouse song growing up. So, M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E-S. It works. F-I-N-K-E-L-M-E-I-E-R. That's amazing. I just thought that was the coolest thing growing up. So
0: I, and I love that we're immediately into music conversation. Oh totally <laughs> by opening with Mickey Mouse, this is exactly. not gonna be a theme at
2: all.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, so why don't we why don't we
1: Let's just start dive right her, in. The
0: Charlie Rose questions. No, I'm just kidding. They're not Bring Charlie in. Rose questions yeah. at all. Not even a whole bit. Uh. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, usually we just ask people to start off with, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you're up to, and then we'll dig into the, like, the nitty gritty. Sure. <laughs> the Sounds good. I will do my
2: best to keep it concise and... Um, <laughs> Listenable, I guess. Um, So, (laughs) I'm a percussionist, and what that means is I uh, I play the drums. I have a master's degree in performance, so I learned about you know how to play with orchestras, how to play in chamber ensembles, solo repertoire, also how to compose and improvise. Um, So I kind of live my life as a freelancer, which is a super general term, although, you know, really popular right now in our culture, which makes me happy. Mm. So um, I have a lot, multiple projects. I, I founded a nonprofit to be an umbrella organization for some of those projects, but then also pursue um, a lot of my own creative endeavors outside yeah. of the nonprofit. Yeah.
1: And actually, this is something I was, I want to talk to you about, sure. so I'm glad we just got right into awesome. it. But <laughs> So your training is classical percussion, mm-hmm. but you were actually, I- I feel like I would consider you more of an arts entrepreneur now. So. Sure like when did, was that a shift? Like, yeah. did you think you wanted to get into the entrepreneurial side of things? Like, tell us a bit more about how that sort of unfolded and then we'll also get into your, your nonprofit and absolutely. All that stuff too. No,
2: absolutely. It's, um, it's been a journey and I think a lot of entrepreneurs would say that they, I mean, when I went to school, I was going to be like a band director. That was what okay. I was thinking about in undergrad. And then I realized I wanted to get more into the performance field and then saw myself as a college professor in percussion. Mm-hmm. So that's why I went. Uh, and pursued the master's degree. And during that degree, they offered um, at the Eastman School of Music in Rochester, a um, arts leadership certificate. And I was really excited about exploring what that meant. You know, I really actually didn't understand until I was really there and kind of discovering the department. And I took internships at arts councils and at summer programs and took classes in arts leadership and entrepreneurship. And I really felt like, oh, this is a different way to use my creativity is to launch new things or or really bring um, my visions into the world. And... After that, I decided to move to Sweden. (laughs) As you do. And honestly, none of it, I was never like, and I'm going to, you know, create a new organization or business or I'm going to, I never really used the word entrepreneur until really recently in my life. But I think that first move abroad was the first risk I took in my life that, Um, offered um, some reward in the end. So when I was there, I was I started teaching. I created ensembles, tours, albums. And when, and when was this? This was in um, 2009. Okay. So 09 to 12, I was living oh, in Europe. Okay, a so a couple time. years there. Yeah. And yeah. what
1: was the impetus for you to go to Sweden? Yeah,
2: there was a teacher over there that um, I really admired his work. His name is Anders Ostrand, and he's an improviser composer. And coming from the classical field. Um, my, all of my professors growing up were really into, you know, creativity and exploring my own voice, but we still had some parameters of repertoire we need to learn yeah. orchestra rehearsals. Yeah. So I wanted the opportunity to just go and figure out what about music I liked mm. and what I wanted to bring into the world, which is kind of a, I think any artist would say it's a really important part of the journey is you learn the tools and then you learn, figure out how you're going to use the ter- the tools. So this whole like European uh, adventure, where I didn't know the language, the culture, and I just had to figure everything out, was a great means to do that mm. because I, I I only relied on myself. And uh, Andres was a great mentor, and he just kind of was was there as a sounding board, as like a support system, and just supported any adventure I wanted to take on. Um, and that's when I realized, oh, like when you put a tour together from nothing to something, you are thinking about the numbers, you're thinking about the outcome, you're thinking about your audience and logistics. And really, when you start a business or when you start any endeavor, that's the type of mindset you have to be in. So not only the creative, but also the means to get to the to the end. So um, I moved actually to Boston after a few years in Europe. I decided – to you know come back to the states and I, I was looking for jobs and um wanted a little bit uh to plant some roots i guess you could say and a position at new england conservatory um emerged as the program manager for their entrepreneurial oh, wow. department oh, perfect. Oh, okay. and i read over the description and again i had not used that word in my life yeah. at all it yeah. was just was like, that weird like i was like i was reading the <laughs> description i was like wait a minute That's what I do. Wait, I I can, you know, I'm like, I've just found the new label. Exactly. Like this is great, and I was so excited that that conservatory was embracing that and trying to teach students how to have this mindset. And so I was so excited to to get the job and moved uh, to Boston from from Sweden. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And I was in that job for about three years, which helped me under frame. My mindset and frame my process, which was just so integral. And in the while, I was teaching students and and helping them with their ideas and and um, acting as an advisor and administrator. There, I did leave that position about a year and a half ago. um, Just it became too much to have the position and also uh, pursue my own. Well, endeavors. yeah. I mean, running a nonprofit. And what's the name of the nonprofit? Cadence Arts. Cadence yeah. Arts. So, yeah.
0: yeah, running a company or nonprofit is a huge undertaking. It's crazy. So, how was
2: that shift? <laughs> um, it was it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> it was so hard and I mean, the nonprofit is slowly emerging um from I've kind of packaged three different projects and they all have the same mission just in different ways. Um, presenting the mission in different ways. And so organically, I was doing these projects while I had this full-time position. Mm -hmm. And the transition then to saying, now these projects are a huge part of my life and you are responsible for fundraising and you're responsible for making sure that everything goes smoothly and marketing and, you know, just the whole gamut. It was, it was overwhelming and it was really tough. The first few months were like, was this the right decision? Yeah. <laughs>
1: um,
2: but what, and can I interrupt what, yeah. what was the what is the mission? Sure. It's to create an ecosystem of music appreciation and presentation, mm-hmm. so we want to both incubate artists and give them space to create, as well as teach our community to embrace their own creativity through music. Mm-hmm. So we have educational projects as well as festivals and concert series. Great, thank yeah, you. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs>
1: You're
2: like just gonna whip out my just, elevator pitch. Here right we there. go. Yeah. How was that? I don't
1: know. We're gonna give them the projects. We're, we're all entrepreneurs. We know yeah, how. We're exactly. You know, in totally. <laughs> I
2: think my vo- totally my voice even changed for a moment but <laughs> oh, right
1: <laughs> you never know who's gonna listen right exactly so exactly. with you mentioned the three projects and I remember one off the top of my head which is the beat bus yes and then um, can you talk about that in the other two projects yes. as well because I think they're really interesting and um, again like I feel like a lot of people think like oh she's a percussionist and they have this I, I would assume this vision of you like drumming in, in an orchestra pit or something totally. but these are much more about like getting out there exactly into the communities and so
2: anyway totally totally yeah. and i think the the reason i love this part of my life is because there's only so much i can do as one musician yeah. there's only so much music i can play mm-hmm. and um you know i feel like to give my peers the opportunity to also create is really really important and because i have that skill set i want to embrace it so um the three projects the beat bus is the first one and that's kind of our educational arm um it's in partnership with a, another nonprofit called the record company mm-hmm. here in town and we have a small size school bus and we have had it painted by Cedric Douglas to say the beat bus. Mm-hmm. And we go around to community centers, libraries, and schools and teach electronic bucket drumming. Hmm. So Wait, we, can you, yeah, we'll describe can that. You, can we, talk about I know, can we just leg like back a little bit? Um, so <laughs> we, um, I'm really excited about uh, using electronics and computer music because yeah. I think um, it's it's where our society is going. We're integrating technology in a lot of our practice. So that was a big mission when we kind of create, wanted to create this educational arm. And then we also were thinking about drumming. Okay, so this is what I do. And how can we create a really accessible way to interact with technology? And we kind of landed on Bucket's. Uh, for a few reasons. We're very young, small, mm-hmm. um, nonprofit. Like, yay, and they're like, <laughs> Five bucks yeah. at Home Depot. So <laughs> we got a whole bunch of buckets and created a system which uh, really simple piezo triggers in the buckets that speak to a, um, a brain or a, um, a module that that transfers the energy into MIDI data and goes into our computer and speaks to Ableton Live. So we program all these different buckets to make different sounds. Oh. So I, com- I roll in in the bus. We unload and we do the workshop outside in the summer, which is really exciting. The kids are, you know, in the fresh air and um, we set up a PA system and at first we just teach traditional bucket drumming, how to hold sticks, how to play as a group, you Mm -hmm. know, how to you know, have the right technique. Mm. And then I turn on the buckets and they all make different sounds. And we create grooves as a team so everyone has their own part. And somebody's the snaps and someone's the (laughs) kick drum and someone's the clave. Mm. And um, we record them playing this groove we switch the buckets; they it to synthesize our sound, and then we create the harmony of the song. And then we switch the sound again, and they're able to improvise melodies over. Oh, so that's so fun! It's really fun, and we kind of try to, you know, encourage the kids to work as a team, but then also let them express themselves individually mm. in the improv improvising. And just you can't hit a wrong bucket, and they all make these bell tones or trumpets or something, whatever we decide to to program them as. And uh, yeah, it's pretty fun, and it's it's. It's just about enjoying a moment with music mm-hmm. and like understanding that it's it's easy to create and interact with, and that we each kind of have um, our own way to to um, to express ourselves. I love it. Really, yeah. So it's super yeah. fun. Plus, I get to drive a bus around Boston. <laughs> so like, that's you're
1: like win-win, re- basically. so win win. So yeah, pretty much. It's awesome. <laughs>
2: um, yeah. So that's our educational arm, and then we have two other programs. We have the Times Two Concert Series, which um, it's co-directed by a good friend of mine named Robert Hanstein, who's a composer in town, great artist. And we were just wanting to give uh, friends and people we admire the platform to perform. But mm-hmm. perform in a way, um, you know, as musicians, we're like really, you know, we have a lot of pressure to be perfect on mm-hmm. stage and perfect in the studio. And we wanted a space that our friends emerging artists could perform and in- in a really safe space and just mm. try out new things. Interesting. So we created this series, um, and we we pair so we double bill um, every show to be a local artist and then someone from outside of Boston. Oh, okay. And the idea is that we see some through line in them, and it, it might be very clear, it might not be. Mm-hmm. And we're also encouraging them because we—it's kind of like matchmaking. We're like, "Oh, you guys should know each other, right. yeah. and your audiences should know each other," yeah. because so, you know, amplifying the message. Totally, yeah, that's exactly. Really cool. And so it's great. So it's both for the artists and for the audience members. We're trying to build this audience of um, appreciating contemporary, classical, pop rock, you know, hip hop, like we're like, there's, it's genre We're just saying these people are creating new stuff wow. and we want you to see it. Um, and then we have the Make Music Boston Festival, which right. is an international kind of phenomenon of um, free outdoor music on the summer solstice, oh. which is really fun. So every June 21st, we try to produce as many outdoor events as possible. How do I not
0: know? How long has that been?
2: It's been three years. And it's, you know, it's growing. (laughs) Totally don't kick yourself because we- Yeah, we're like, what? what? Yeah, I mean, it's, and I love the way it started because it's super grassroots and we are starting to find our footing um, we have a lot of partnerships like we with Honor Harmonicas, so they send us a hundred harmonicas oh, and wow. we hand them out in the park. We did Magazine Beach last year in That's Cambridge so cool. and had a couple leaders and everyone play music. So the idea is we do these participatory like guitar jams as well mm. as have bands go out and busk. Um, outside so there's a a huge potential it's produced by 800 cities all over the world as well so we're part we're this tiny micro you know event of this huge um, kind of what do we want to say? Just, you know, push for bringing music to the people. So so this is
0: a thing and you mm-hmm. just said, okay, we we'll want to bring this to Boston exactly. and do this here. Yeah. So how does that relationship work? Do you have a yeah. relationship with we, I do. Yeah. So um,
2: I was kind of courted actually by the Make Music New York folks. Yeah. And they said, you know, they have – they are very well established, and they're trying. They are trying to create resources for other cities mm. to produce the same event. And they said, you know, we'll help you. We'll give you best practices, um, and they also helped develop the website.
1: And oh, interesting! Yeah, okay. so it's
2: in like you know small cities like Syracuse, New York, are also mm-hmm. in, or but Chicago is also part of it. Madison, Wisconsin, wow. L.A. You know, so we are part of this Make Music Alliance. That's, nice, um, uh, at least uh, in the United States. And then we do work with La Fête de la Musique in Paris. Wow! So we have an exchange of here's what we're doing. What are you doing? Uh-huh, so okay. it's it's exciting. We have tons of room to grow. Um, I have oh a great uh, managing director of that who's just come on board. So so, you know, all of these things started very small with like yeah. me and my friends. And now we're just trying to figure out how to make them sustainable. Yeah. Well,
0: and and the second one where you we have all of these, these other events with the two, are is there like a place where you can go to see? Yeah. I would be super interested in- Totally. Attending these events. Absolutely. So- I don't mean to just like I sound like a commercial right now, but no, like how do you find out? Where would you go? I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's a bit (laughs) www. No, Um,
2: so the main hub we'll just say is the Cadence Arts website, which is K, K arts dot org. I
0: would not have known that, and
2: yeah, see, we're (laughs) we're so artsy. But um, the Times 2 series, that's what it's called. So if you Googled Times 2 series Boston, oh, cool. you'd also – we have a separate hub for that. So we Great. have all these hubs for the projects yeah. that are under the umbrella. And, and with
1: the Times 2 series, mm-hmm. is there like a location that you guys are always at? Yes. Or do you change around?
2: Yeah. Um, right now, we're um, actually at the record company, which oh. is the nonprofit recording studio oh, okay. in Dorchester. Yeah. Um, so it's a super like cozy space too. We we transform the recording studio into a concert mm-hmm. kind of venue. Um, um, and we actually have one this Saturday. Oh. I don't know when this is airing, but November uh, 5th. Probably not. Uh, okay. I think no, it'll, no.
1: Be, it'll be gone. By awesome. Yeah, awesome.
2: Well, there's two next uh, uh, in 2017. Us, yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll just cut we that we'll part. Go. <laughs> oh, it's going to stay in. Oh, it's staying. Oh, 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 it's So oh, staying. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry,
1: listeners. But yeah. you can it was but a great show. show. We're
2: talking yeah. about November 5th, 2017. That's right. We just have to produce something that day.
1: No pressure. You're like, and it's now on the calendar. That's awesome.
2: I love it but yeah it's a it's it's a great challenge to try to um try to sustain and fundraise and make sure everything's boiling in the pot at the same time (laughs) I mean it's just so interesting it's it's like you started with like one little micro identity which is
1: not I don't want to say micro in the sense that it's like really small because being a percussionist and musician is obviously right a whole thing but then you've just really expanded sort of all these different areas in your life which is really cool it's
2: really rewarding it's You know, it's the biggest challenge for me is to like. Make these little pockets of all of these projects, so I can kind of keep track and make sure everything is growing at the same time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when people ask me what I do, I'm like, "Well, which which <laughs> angle do you want today? You know? <laughs> which you know, I have I'm leaving after this to go play at Brandeis for like uh, with a choir, so oh, we can fine. also talk
0: about that. You know, you have to be so you must be so organized. I mean, that's the only yeah. Way how's your multitasking? You skill could possibly set? do all of those
2: things. So. There is there's some article I read lately that's like you know the most successful creatives are super messy and a right. messy desk <laughs> is like I was like thank god because <laughs> yeah. yeah I am um it my everything in my brain is very like filed and and I do I'm a to-do lister like I just have a notebook and I just keep adding to that and but I mean when it comes to like physically organized like things are a little bit of everywhere Um, but I think that's how I thrive is just to have a lot of deadlines, a lot of things on the plate. It just makes my energy even more precise if there's a lot of things going. Um, so I, am very thankful for all of my collaborators that put up with the like 2am emails or like just, or 10 emails at once. But I think (laughs) just having a lot of things, um, um, flowing is is it just helps that that's what my process is yeah. when i actually don't have a lot of things on the calendar is when i feel really stifled uh, yeah <laughs> so, I'm, so sure, I'm sure yeah. i'm sure i'm talking yeah, to I a good like company I can here that. Yeah. you <laughs>
0: are not a bored person you are definitely not bored <laughs> no, no no never mm-hmm. bored <laughs> and when i do i get real confused
2: and <laughs> what's like happening what I, uh,
0: I love that and on top of everything you're moving as well like locally yeah. whatever but like that's yeah. just another that's like oh, a whole other thing too yeah. cuz it's like you're talking about your professional life right. but obviously then there's like this whole other side where you have this other life too that you have to balance which is just kind of insane because I really don't know how that works but I'm glad it works
2: for you. (laughs) It it does. (laughs) I have a very supportive and wonderful partner who makes it those are very work, helpful. Really, you know, yeah. He's also freelance and runs his own oh, business. Wow. So. Oh, wow. in
0: the
1: same field at all? Uh, or? Photography. So oh. close. Oh, so there's
2: that like we, some overlap. Yeah. So he
0: can take all the
1: pictures for you.
2: He does. Look at that website. Oh, yeah. It's pretty
1: good. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, don't tell me otherwise. Right. Exactly. exactly. I can't fire him. So, you know.
0: <laughs> that would be super awkward right, conversation. Really, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So
1: one thing that we loved
0: when when you spoke was mm-hmm.
1: the the Fenway project yeah and like I really embarrassed myself because I was like so excited about this (laughs) (laughs) because I have to say like so to backtrack a little bit so we had put this panel together Mm -hmm. um, woman music technology and I was having trouble filling like the last one or two spots because a couple people dropped out Mm -hmm. and so I think we have a mutual acquaintance or friend maybe um, Kathleen Stepson from Mm -hmm. Trill and so Uh I reached out to her and um, and said do you know anyone who would be you know interested or appropriate and she immediately suggested you and I looked you up and I saw that you had been basically the key driver behind the Fenway project and I like... Flipped my lid. I like was emailing Rachel and was like, oh my God, this is so that's cool. True. I'm so excited. Oh. Cannot wait to talk to her. <laughs> so let's talk about this project. Oh my gosh.
2: You also, you made my day. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And a couple other people in the audience that were there. And I was like, yes. <laughs> you line. found your people. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah so
1: this project, yeah. um, part of the Illuminous Boston mm-hmm. Week. So exactly. take it away. Tell us sure. more. Absolutely. So,
2: um, and this was last year. So fall last year, 2015, um, uh, my now collective called Masari Studios – Producing a project called "Waking the Monster," so we essentially took the backside of Fenway Park's Green Monster and turned it into a percussion instrument and projection canvas. That's amazing! Which sounds as awesome <laughs> as it was, and it was really awesome. Um, <laughs> and I'm just gonna, like, it was, out it's going to continue to out captivating. It thing. was just—I mean, it's—it continues to be a highlight of my career, um, mm-hmm. and I'm just really thankful. So, the Lumis Festival is this nighttime celebration of art, light, projection. Music just kind of its goal is to bring the underbelly of the art scene in Boston and make it in the forefront. And I love it because it's nighttime and it really is focused on light, which is mm-hmm. an art form that we don't really think of often. Um, so I was kind of roped in early on, just friends with the producers and really just kind of fans. You know, it's really fun to be fans with of your collaborators. Yeah. Um, and so when they approached for 2015, they said, "Oh, we have Lance Downstreet," and I was like. Like, cool, what is that? Okay, uh-huh. Fenway Park Street. Got it. You know, so I am like, oh, <laughs> yeah. such a geek, I don't even know that oh, that's yeah. like so you've you clearly never spent life. any time yeah. at a <laughs> <Lambs. laughs> <I was laughs> little <laughs> but <laughs> now I know it very intimately little yes. um, and so a we were doing a site visit I just struck one of the beams and they're all metal, hollow chambers so they resonate beautifully and I was like can I hit this like can we hit this with sticks and they got permission thank you to the Red Sox um and because it was you know the the, just the permission itself was like a really beautiful thing so someone said yes to us to do something crazy yeah like I mean I could totally see some you know paper pusher, sorry, Red Sox people, but like yeah.
1: some person being like, Ew, you don't want to, no, no one can hit no. this. Like this
2: is a sacred thing. <laughs> totally. And I mean, this was, you, uh, the hub. so Hub Week was essentially the umbrella of, of Illuminus that mm-hmm. year. And so they were just, they were so excited. Yeah. They were like, yes, let's do this. And so not only were they not, you know, shrugging their shoulders, they were like really pushing and, and excited about it. So thank you very much Hub Week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so, you know, this was July, so we had about th- July, August, September, um, so it was about three months to do whatever we wanted on Fenway Park and decided to kind of divide it into nine chambers. We matched the whole structure, so we took sound bites from each of the beams, we coded it. Uh, in a sense, and in a musical terms, we would say we made a notation key mm. um, so we could actually read music that was affiliated with each of the playing positions. Mm. So you can think of a drum set player has like eight things to play or hit at one time. And each of our nine performers had about eight places mm-hmm. to hit. And mm. the composers indicated when to hit mm. or where to hit when. Yeah. And obviously, the projection and the animation were a huge part of this, and we wanted to communicate with with that. Um, and um, we've worked with uh, Sam Oskarsham-Long for a long time, so we were really excited that he was going to be on the team. And we sat down multiple occasions, we're like, how do we actually make this intertwines? Like, mm-hmm. we've done the he creates animation, we create music, but how can we really make this a team effort? Mm-hmm. And we put decided to put triggers on uh, some of the beams. But instead of triggering different sounds, they actually um, recalibrated the data so we could actually speak to his module. Yeah. And so he was in Resolume, then we were triggering his animation. Mm. So if we hit a beam, something would turn in a different direction or light up or something crazy so would happen. Cool. And we um, commissioned four other composers. So, uh, my I wrote a piece Ryan Edwards my co-producer wrote a piece and then four other composers in the New England area so had their works played on Fenway Park Amazing. and each kind of had a story behind it so we talked to Sam about the animation um, and then we brought in collaborators just thinking that hey you might not want to h- listen to two hours of metal clanging sounds so we brought in a hip-hop uh, vocalist uh, violin soloist and a group called too many trombones and so we had about 30 trombone players playing and it was that is too many it is, too, no, is a, no. too <laughs> many. Like, there were a lot of trombones there are a lot of trombones <laughs> and that whole oh, that like low brassy sound combined yeah. was just beautiful so we essentially put a, a, together this two-hour program i was in a harness like sitting on top yeah you know, in one of these big beams you guys were like top. climbing all over and like yeah. it
1: was really exciting just to sort yeah. of not only have it, like, project and play, but then you're, like, watching these people, people including, right? including you. Totally. Like, we're scrambling around, like, yeah. hitting stuff. And- <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, and, right, and just, like, the creation of, like, where do you sit, stand, yeah. like, we're harness, like, the, the safety of everything yeah. and the build-out. It was just such – I mean, it was a huge team effort and – I am still in awe that we were able to do it, and so thankful. And um, we are trying to, to to produce more work like that. We love this idea of like site specific. Like now, when you walk yeah. down Lansdowne, like you see it differently. Like I see it differently. Yeah. Like to to just look at the world around you in a different way yeah. is like, a really powerful thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's kind of amazing to feel like we have that 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 ability. So
0: was that video recorded? I remember we watched. We little, do little have, yeah.
2: We don't have a full length video, yeah. um, but we do have some little clips that you can find online on the website. Um, <laughs> that's, that's great. I would say Masari Studios, okay. so M A S A R I. We'll
0: put it all in the show notes. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you
2: very
1: much.
0: No, it, but it sounds amazing, and we're here gushing about it. So I'm sure that people, yeah, will want well, it's, totally. it's and I it. it's
1: sad because like it was such an experience, right? Like, like I want to say like a visceral experience. Yeah, not only that but then also everything else that was happening and there was like stuff hanging from like beams and video playing exactly. and the whole parking garage was yep. transformed into like this crazy space yep. and I was telling my friends um who went with me and I was like it feels like we're in a movie like like a really artsy like oh, indie cool. movie yeah. and this is like the montage scene where we're like <laughs> I love <that>. wandering through <gasps> totally. like this crazy movie scene oh, and it was gosh. that's how it felt to me and like just such a like I love it. interesting experience of like having you know like the drumming and it's like you know the yeah. vibrations and like just feeling connected to all the community people who yeah, were there. Totally. So anyway, as you Absolutely. can tell, I'm like I was so excited. Uh, about
2: I love it. it. Well, Illuminous will be happening next year, so Great. there will be another. To say it's not did yeah. not happen this it year. It didn't right? happen. This is a building year again, so that was a pretty big you know yeah, splash and just making sure we're there strategizing to make it it's sustainable it's always a thing and the arts is yeah for sure When you create something once to make sure you can do it again yeah um, really successfully but i love that like the idea of discovery and like you're in a movie montage that's the best description of the festival <laughs> well, thank heard. you i try
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> amazing, amazing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to your website. Sure. So um I went on a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. And so you actually have like some clips of you playing too. Yeah. And there was one which I think was called Alabaster. Uh-huh. Um and that was like really fun to listen to because I could have totally seen that as I mentioned to you before, um, as like, you know, the beat for a hip hop track oh, cool. or something. And like, uh-huh. you know, where do you kind of get inspiration sure. for for
2: what you compose and and what you, you know, end up putting together? Absolutely. Uh, thanks for asking and thanks for checking it out. I really appreciate it. Um, so, I guess it's it's interesting. I'd be very curious to hear what listeners like are envisioning when I say, "I'm a classical percussionist or are they seeing me in the just the back of an orchestra?" But it really is so much more. So I'm playing marimba and xylophone and vibraphone. And I do a lot with found instruments, which means just like, taking the table and and finding out what tones it has or Fenway Park. So um, I love in, in that video specifically, I kind of brought together a whole bunch of different toys and timbers that I really enjoy. There's like, a cooking pot, like two wood blocks, some little kid bells, a symbol, a splashy, crashy symbol, and so um, I kind of like to put together all these different sounds and then just improvise on them and see what I come up with. And um, I listen to a lot of different music. I listen to hip hop. I'm a Zumba instructor, so I listen <laughs> you to. You are. Yeah. That's <laughs> an all I your like, spare time. Right? you Got to work out. So <laughs> well. like, Right. Always get like paid yeah, for it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, with sticks is not a workout. Right? No. Well. Well, there is a new workout. Anyway, that's a
1: different oh, story. Oh, well, we
0: can get into um, that later. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I'll tell you about a funny little uh, side note later. Side note later. <laughs> yes. All right, tag that. Put a pin in that. Uh, yeah, pin placed.
2: <laughs> but I, I am very like excited and inspired by my colleagues that are inspired by all of these different genres. So taking these classical techniques, like this idea of taking marimba mallets or sticks and playing all of these different instruments but also using grooves that are, you know, in our pop culture now that people can kind of relate to. And, you know, if I do play the same beat in a Beyonce, like uh, track, like, but but what does that sound like on these little toy instruments? Mm -hmm. I think that's really fascinating. I think it's, I'm just trying to build, you know, my own voice, but also relate to the society that I'm a part of right now. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important, especially for kind of contemporary classical musicians to remember that we're living in the now. So let's yeah. reflect on what's happening around us now. Mm-hmm. Um, so so yeah, I do. I mean, and also is playing with looping in that video. So looping acoustic percussion is, is an interesting kind of concept, these different sounds and um, do a lot of looping with my marimba playing as well. Well, Which just gives you a lot more options because you're not just one person. Then all of a sudden you're eight people, That's right? <laughs> it's like Your
1: own, your you're your own background exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. Replace singer with percussionist. Yeah, singers. exactly.
0: Have you? Did you see that um, movie? It was on Netflix. The, it was a documentary. Fifteen minutes.
1: No. Well, I'm gonna have oh, to check out okay. 15
0: steps F- from
1: fifteen fame or something. Whee? Is it the
2: background? <laughs> singer? Oh, the, yeah, background the background singer one. Yeah. I haven't it's, seen it yet,
0: but I've heard such great it's things. Very it's, good. It's wonderful. And they do this one thing where they so they talk about how looping and technology is basically making back background singers obsolete, because right. they talk about the looping and then right. they actually show <laughs> right. this really cool thing where it's like one background singer and there's multiple. Multiple right, right. And that? that's
2: how it's made, and you're all yeah. of a like, oh. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> we well, <they> do. <laughs> Mind blown. Mind blown. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but it's That's, yeah well
0: the so the exercise thing yeah it's funny that you mentioned that okay because so my dad has uh so he um was a conductor okay and a professor um awesome. and he is like a ball of energy he's in his 80s and Amazing. he's like got more energy than i've than I certainly have. That's at, amazing. At I love like that. like half his age. And so he couldn't just retire. So he semi-retired and he started this thing called Conductor Size. Oh, cool. And what Conductor Size is, it's <laughs> exactly, you got it. You sh- I wish we could record that phase. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> because... <Yeah. laughs> so silly. And it's exactly what <laughs> yeah, it sounds like. like. I love that. That'll be the one that will be <laughs> yeah. on the website. I um, love that. Yeah, and it's great because he he works with people that are older who mm-hmm. don't maybe have mobility in their legs. And so he will play classical oh music and actually teach them how to conduct, and oh, they will get an upper body fun. workout. And he'll also do it for like little kids, also. I love that. So, and he travels all around the world, like giving, doing these oh trainings and training other people. Huh.
2: That's amazing. Yeah, conductor size. All right, then. Yeah.
0: I yeah. Love well, I a lot, lot of, of upper body, think, body movement there. A lot of upper body movement. <laughs> it's actually
2: quite physical. Like, yes. It's really, it's, it's exercise. Yeah, it really is. Sure. There's actually this
0: picture of him. So he's like this really tiny guy too. Yeah. And uh there's this picture of him and he's that I shared on Facebook yeah. recently where he's literally jumping off the ground. So his feet are like off the ground and like in full <laughs> conductor full, right, mode. Yeah. Of, yeah. Exactly. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah, so, oh, I'm gonna have
2: to I wanna see yeah. the picture. Oh it's a trip. Oh,
0: it's a trip. And the bit like he's just so intense about it. But it.
1: it's yeah. <laughs> But so yes, yeah, so I do. You incorporate your drumming yeah, into your Zoom exactly. <laughs> I mean,
2: actually, a lot of my moves are super rhythmic, and there's <laughs> one tune where we kind of go a little crazy on the like imaginary kungas. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun for sure. It's good to have an outlet. And I was I was teaching the classes at the conservatory as well to oh, just nice. encourage health and wellness yeah. um, within the conservatory setting, which could be really. Really intense. Yeah. Sure. So, to remind people to move and smile and yeah. take a break. <laughs> take a break. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I yeah. can imagine. <laughs> yeah. That's good.
1: Cool um yeah so any like new projects yeah. in the works so sure. you mentioned briefly obviously my favorite thing which was luminous boston right are you doing stuff with them again next year do you have other cool things that you can tell us about sure. or is there, like, Sure. like secret stuff there's a really big <laughs> one i'll i'll tell you about
2: the secret <laughs> only you will know
1: <laughs> um, uh, i mean because you know this won't come out right
2: away sure so no it this could be a secret something in march that will yeah, yeah perfect perfect actually well correct, yes yeah <laughs> Um, well, so the group that did uh, the Fenway project called Masari studios, um, we, after that we were kind of like, man, this really works. Like. This whole, like, invigorate or enlightening, like, kind of the architecture and and doing site-specific work is really exciting through music and projection. Um, So we decided to make a little collective and we're like, let's build a website, you know, let's do all the entrepreneurial (laughs) things it takes to (laughs) become a unit and, you know, filled out all these proposals and sent out our, you know, materials and – um, we were super excited to be approached by the Boston Center for the Arts, the Cyclorama. Oh, which yeah, is this beautiful that's, that's space. a gorgeous, it's space. An amazing yeah. space, right? It's it's round. It was built to, um, you know, create mural paintings. Get his. Gettysburg War and like if you can think of the the emotion and what that would like in, ignite in people to see these paintings live and and it's such a beautiful structure and the grid above and it's a huge dome so we were like um yeah we would love <laughs> to create a piece there so they've commissioned us to create a three night um, kind of. Happening, um, which will occur in in March. Mm. And I'm writing an original score for about, there'll be about an hour's length of music um, that will be paired with uh, projection animation and lighting. And we're kind of going to transform the space, but all the music is really written for the space. Um, If you can think about acoustically what a huge round dome Mm. sounds like, it is a really big challenge to write for actually. And I'm really passionate about live acoustic music um, and we will have some electronic music as well. But what is that like? So, you know, there's been bands and there's been recorded music there, but some really like contemporary sounds. Um, so I'm composing in a very different way than I ever have. And then um, we have a, we're developing a narrative for the space as well that the piece will speak up, which I'll let you look up <laughs> once those materials are out. Fabulous, right, right, <laughs> Yeah, there we go. <laughs>
1: But so, quick question with yeah, that. Um, yeah. Just kind of as we're getting into this. So, yeah. um, when you're composing, uh-huh. like do you, especially when it is so site specific, uh-huh. do you find it challenging to be creating these pieces of work and not always having access to the site itself? Do I mean like mm-hmm. where you're like, well,
2: I'm you know writing this piece, but mm-hmm. maybe it will sound different in reality than it yeah. does in your head. So. Totally, that's exactly the challenge. Is that? Uh, you know, if I'm playing a marimba something in my studio, it's not going to sound the same yeah. in this space. So what we did is we we did a huge site work day where we um, brought in instruments, we recorded instruments, we discussed, like, the certain timbres that work best in the space, um, also discussing the narrative and what we want to say with the piece. Like, so what type of music or rhythms or melodies also coalesce with that idea? So. I have to be really careful because i and I've already this has already happened in my process where I've like gone really uh, down a deep hole of like this idea and then sat back the next day and like we're listening back or in and looking at my score and like oh, that actually might not work mm-hmm. because of the the acoustics of the space so it is a huge part of of this specific project um, and it's it's exciting because it's challenging me to use my voice in a different way. So I'm also really stretching myself because yeah. what I want to do just instinctively, I have to take a step back. Um, Sounds hard. It is hard, <laughs> but it's so exciting. I mean, it's the be- I mean, it's such a gift that we've been given by the Boston Center for the Arts. We're really yeah. thankful. This is the first time they're actually commissioning uh, an event like this. Oh, They've okay. never really ignited the cyclorama in this way before mm-hmm. um, and they've never really had a full on commission for an artist. They've done a lot of different grant programs and projects but um, so they're really excited to, to dive into a new challenge um, as well, are we.
0: Well congratulations. Thanks! <laughs> We're
1: excited!
2: <laughs> 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 we'll have we
0: to Dog see you guys cord. there. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah gonna be, I'm like
1: gonna make a note right yeah, now in March 234 March 234. March. Two, mm-hmm. Okay good to know. It's cool. three nights so yeah. you have options. I, I just feel like there's so much more that I'm aware of happening oh. lately where there's these like really interesting like rethinkings of spaces yeah. and like combining it with art and music and technology. Totally, totally. And it's just so exciting. Yeah, Like we just heard about something also happening coming up um, I think next month uh-huh. um, in Somerville. And it just seems like maybe I'm just like tapping into it now. But I don't know. Do you see it's like a, a growing trend or what, what's your take
2: what's on it? What's my this? take on it? Well, <laughs> I mean, I've only been in Boston for four years, but even since like first getting here, I feel like it's a really exciting time. Yeah. And when I do talk to artists, musicians, you know, technology folks that have been here uh, for a while, they they do feel the bubbling as well. And I think there's a lot of reason for it. I think just in our culture, there's a lot of um, things happening, politics and and in um, kind of um, racial tensions that. The first people to speak up are artists, so there's a lot of just platforms we want to take to create these different projects and just bring these issues to to the the limelight. Um, I also am really excited about the the support that the city mm-hmm. has been giving to artists lately. Mm-hmm. So I do think the Boston Creates campaign has brought a lot of excitement to these like DIY grassroots groups, which. I think create the most exciting stuff, you know, (laughs) like Illuminous was really grassroots. Like Jeff Grants said, I want to do this. Like, let's make this happen. And and that's what it takes is just one person to really drive it ahead. So when that one person drives and then has support from the city and does get these permissions and people keep saying yes, then these things really, really thrive. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do feel like in the last two years, like all of a sudden, I'm just like, oh, What's happening there? Yeah. What's happening over here? And I think that's amazing. And um, I think the more that's happening, its I never see it as competition no. or like anything mm-hmm. negative. The more that's happening, the more people that are excited by what we do, it just grows a culture and an yeah. ecosystem of yeah. just – Appreciation and support and love and, well, and, do, and collaboration. And collaboration. And collaboration definitely seems to be oh, where your mindset is totally. all about. <laughs> totally. So, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I learned so much from artists that have a completely different process or aesthetic than I do. um And also, you know, diving into to using a lot of technology in my mm. practice. Like, That's all been self taught, you know, and that is a really intense um, like skill set. So I'm learning a lot when it comes to um, using some of these different programs, and also just physically building and fabricating things. Mm -hmm. Like that's a new um, kind of journey, and but it's just so exciting, right? And I think um, it's the only way I feel like I can push my creativity forward yeah. and even my entrepreneurial mindset is that to just be challenged by all these different people diversity of
0: thought totally it's more excitement and and creativity exactly so, so energizing absolutely.
1: yeah absolutely yeah. I'm like can we just end this now and like let's start making
2: let's make something <laughs> yeah let's go make something let's go bang on this table right let's, now. Right, let's do it <laughs> I love it
0: I've even noticed like just my feet underneath the table like making noise and I'm like I wonder if Maria's like gonna make a song out of that <laughs>
2: I might. Or just take your sound clips of our voices. Of our laughter. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right. So like when we roll up to, you know,
1: your March event, we'll be like, oh God. Oh my gosh. That's what I see. Yeah. Do you know Reggie
0: Watts? I don't. You okay, your your mind is gonna get blown. Okay. I'm not even gonna say anything. Do you know Reggie Watts? No. Yeah, no, he's a ama- he's an amazing I like Vocalist, but he does oh. crazy things with his voice. it's what it's. He's also yes. like a comic. He's like known as a comic. Hey, I actually what's his name again? Reggie Watts. Oh, wait, I'm not. He's actually like on yeah. some like as the musical person on some show, but he's like the his background is in Creek. He oh my you gosh, look him up. You're gonna. Hear I love it. Yes. yes, totally. And I can't actually say the name of his really popular song because it's. Got many curse words in no, it, no. but it's really funny. This is
1: our podcast.
2: I, I know. So I'm
0: comfortable with it. I'm uncomfortable with it. Yeah. we'll put it in the
1: show notes. We'll put yeah, it in the show <laughs> notes.
0: We'll put everything in the show notes. You Love know, we it. always
1: say that, and then I always forget to like uh, listen before. Right? And then we like put the show notes out. like, do oh, it. we didn't put any of We're that do it Like <laughs> right after. We're gonna get this yeah. one day. it one day. One day. Should we'll, we we'll transition into our fun question? I think so. Yeah. Those weren't all fun. Yeah. Do you want to kick it off, Rachel? Yeah. So tell
0: us some one little nugget of information about you <laughs> that maybe people don't know that would be they'd be surprised by. Oh. I um
2: okay, thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Zumba thing is usually what but I say. Actually, okay. And I feel like that's, I'm really bummed that I already gave that one away. Yeah, you're right. No, we'll just um, that one. There's no so pressure. So can we go with that? Because yeah, Zumba. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But you yeah. were
0: starting to say that there was also a percussion uh, fitness class. Yeah. Oh, there is that. Everyone
2: yeah. keeps Facebooking. I mean it's not a verb. Um that keeps sending me a Facebook message.
1: <laughs> I think
0: facebooking it that's yeah.
2: probably about I, yeah, okay.
0: making
1: <laughs> verbs
2: out of words yeah. that should yes. not be. Yes. So absolutely. Like
1: I like love it. trumping was Yeah. Oh God. Was a really can, one. Anyway, yeah. Anyway. That's another I cannot just a few more
2: days. Um <sighs> I cannot. Yeah, so I th- I can't remember what it's called but it's some women develop this like drumming workout thing and everyone keeps saying, you should do this. This would be like all of your passions combined. (laughs) And I kind of go back and I'm like, but Zumba is like my true outlet. Like it is just, I want to dance. I want to move. I want to like not think about the beat, <laughs> right? In a way, it. yeah. But, but it's
0: all natural. So it's all it's natural, like, yeah. And
2: so I was like, well, I can, I can work out without sticks in my hands right I think now. That's but fair. I <laughs> think I might go to. A, I hear there yes. might be some class around Boston, so I think yeah. I would like to go to one. I think it's, it's like plan. some really uh, fun. some due diligence, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: <laughs> I would feel like a spy, like walking and being right. like, "Okay, you're off. <laughs> Tell me no, more yeah. about these sticks that you are going to be working
2: with. How do you hold that?" That's amazing. (laughs) um. She's a ringer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. She's from corporate.
1: um well so um you've been in boston for about mm-hmm. four years now yeah. and rachel and i talk a lot about like sort of the ma- I th- well, at least i think the magic moment uh-huh. is like the five-year mark that's when you like crossover i think you think once it's a four, four year yeah i think once so you're like almost four, yeah, yeah you're like in this magic moment totally becoming like a bostonian right yeah but um what's your favorite place to like hang out in oh, in the area
2: that's a great question um so I do I live in Jamaica Plain right now yeah. and JP just Why will always tell ha- <laughs> me. I mean, it was so funny. When I moved here it was like I had, you know, the people in the office that I was um going to work at and then like two other people I knew and I was like, Where should I move? And it was like JP is the only place to move. There's no place. (laughs) I was like, I don't even know if there are any other neighborhoods in Boston. (laughs) Everyone says to move there. So (laughs) um, it's just, I mean, I love just the neighborhood, the trees, the walking around, the energy. The arboretum. The arboretum. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, I also moved to JP when I first moved to Boston 10 years ago. And it was funny because um, I also did not know any other neighborhoods. And I had a friend, I had one friend who lived in Boston, Uh and she had moved to JP a year earlier. And randomly, long story short, I ended up finding a place Literally next door to her. Oh, nice. So we could like <laughs> stretch that. a telephone
2: cord between I our love houses it. essentially. Love and then um, JP, that'd be okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. yeah. <laughs> we, we actually we almost on did it. And, um, it. and the funny thing was that we were on Haverford, or as they say up here, Haverford Street. <laughs> and I went to Haverford College in Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh and so I was like, it's destiny. It's totally but destiny. I, I had the same process yeah. where I was like, JP is the only place it's to be. It's the only like, place to be. And then I slowly started exploring. Yeah. What I love, one of the things
0: I love about JP. JP is laughing so obviously we're recording this during the the hellish election season that this is (laughs) but my street is so funny because it was like it would during the primaries it was like Bernie Sanders (laughs) and Black Lives Matter There's like the only signs on my street right and then it transitioned to um there's a sticker that's that that uh, I saw that I that really resonated I think with JP which is Bernie has my heart. Hillary right. has my vote. Oh yeah.
2: I've seen that sticker all around all around or the neighborhood, JP. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that anywhere, anywhere else. else. Yeah. <laughs> kind of amazing. No, it's such a great just it's a diverse population. There's a yeah. lot of artists. There's just a lot of like families yeah. and a lot of just green space and great public
0: and transportation. Great too public transportation right
2: to here. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So most <laughs> importantly, which is downtown Boston, right? If anyone wants to know,
0: <laughs> and you can take you can actually walk or bike the Southwest Corridor. Totally, which I love. Yes. You're
1: like a sponsor. For I <laughs> yeah. am. Yeah. I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah. I, if I
0: ever leave, JP will be leaving the city.
1: Yeah so hmm. oh sad face <laughs> no. it's gonna be okay you're gonna be yeah. right down the street well right so, so, down the street right. for our listeners yeah yes. <laughs> I yeah. I just
2: bought a house I know yeah. Outside she's, of she's leaving yeah. but she, it's really cl- it's, a, it's, it's very close it's West Rocks it's just, just down the street. Just down, yeah. the street just down the street good vibes it's, it really I was like oh good, yes. good neighborhood vibes totally like, It seemed it's totally and affordable. And J P is not. No, not unfortunately. (laughs) Yes, because every because it's so awesome and everyone wants to move there. I know we
0: got very lucky. We moved in right um, before the economy started picking back up in twenty twelve.
2: Oh, nice! So we got really lucky.
0: So we're never leaving. Never. <laughs> I
2: wouldn't. I wouldn't. You just hold on <laughs> you know, to that. Hold on to it. <laughs> hold on to it. So cool.
1: living in, you know, the JP mm-hmm. area-ish, um, or at least, you know, currently. Sure. Um, there must be, like, some fun, like, music spots or places that you yeah. go to. Any sure. suggestions?
2: Oh, great. Because I feel like question. we talk
1: a lot about, like you know, Somerville, Boston, Mm -hmm. other neighborhoods. And we Mm -hmm. don't give JP the love that Rachel would love us to give it. Totally.
2: (laughs) But there's a great scene there. There is a great scene. And um, there's a lot of kind of it's so what I usually go to are kind of these underground house concerts or little shows at the space or the Magnolia Loft or um, the new space where I'm in right now called city pop eggleston which is wow. kind of a develop a building that will be developed but for now artists are able to use it
0: that's so which cool. is super cool yeah. so thumbs
2: up city realty for letting us have some space there <laughs> do you go to ever go to a spontaneous celebration yeah it's spontaneous celebrations yeah. like there's a lot of these just um kind of underground yeah. spots in jp which i really love um, and there also always seems to be like music at the Haven yeah. or Dogwood the or oh, Dogwood. yes, totally, mm. totally and Doyle's so, and Doyle's like there's a lot, yeah, for
0: like a really small neighborhood. like kind of there's yeah, actually well, a and lot. Yeah. like Midway Cafe, hey. Midway, Midway, yes, exactly.
2: classic, yeah, totally. Uh, yes. totally. <laughs> and what what's great is whenever there's like a singer songwriter, you know they're really good. Yeah, because they're you know yeah and they're like really just, just talented individuals yeah. that are that are doing a lot probably outside of that too so. absolutely
1: yeah. yeah and then I've, I'm totally blanking on the name but there was like a music festival in JP I want to say like at the end of the summer yeah JP, JP it's called music JP Music JP Fest. Festival yeah. there you yeah. go great yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, my cool. brain is that is one. full of other things right um anyway so i went to that and what i really loved about it was that it was put on the founding supporter or sponsor whatever it was the galway house and yeah, yeah. which is i feel like a really random organization to be putting on this yeah. music festival because so the Galway House is like this neighborhood restaurant. It's mm-hmm. been around forever. And when I lived in JP, I used to call it the meat house because it was really scary, first of all, because you can't like see in. Yeah. Um, and there were always these like old men outside smoking. And so I never, <laughs> ever went. And then finally, one day I went inside and it was just it's like, <laughs> I got like a plate full of meat and it was just like meat and beer and i was like this meat, is the meat, house. Yeah, meat house anyway yeah. but it's just like a really funny i was I like the away house yeah. interesting and yeah. you know jp's still like earthy crunchy and, yeah, like- yeah.
2: <laughs> but that's what's the best about jp is it's everything yeah it has everything <laughs> so, it even has a whole foods yeah exactly
0: <laughs> <laughs> it has everything everything doesn't have starbucks yet yeah but it has cafe close yeah. enough yeah. yeah anyway I could we could do a whole episode just on JP exactly we <laughs> but could that would really probably bore
2: <laughs> people listening well, except that everyone in like, JP that's like yeah uh, yeah yeah
0: we'll have to put like a special thing like an SEO like a little a bunch of tags right we'll be like you know a warning <laughs> right <Yes. laughs> <Just> excessive <screamer. laughs> JP discussions toward end of episode exactly. <laughs> I love it I, I
1: love
0: think it. those are all the questions yeah yeah
2: Oh, um, so great!
0: Thank you so much, oh, Maria, for
2: coming. Thank you. And this was wonderful. I'm I'm honored <laughs> to um to be a part of this, and it's just been great to. It was great to be on the panel and meet everybody. It's just such a warm community, and I'm really thankful that you guys asked. Oh, thanks, oh, thanks well, for being are part of it. Obviously, thankful as well. Yes. Yeah, so. awesome. <laughs> Hope you have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye.
1: Thanks to all our listeners for spending some time geeking out with us. If you enjoyed listening, please rate and review us on iTunes. Every review helps. And don't forget to subscribe
0: so you don't miss the next interview. And tell all your friends.
1: New episodes drop every Tuesday.
0: (laughs) Check us out. She Kicks out on all the things. And in case you're wondering what those things are, they are Twitter, Insta, FB, otherwise known as Facebook, LinkedIn, and our website, of course. Bye, Rachel. Bye, Felicia.